This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, Eden. Hi, Ione. And hello to the listeners. Welcome to the Polyester Podcast. I'm Ione, and I'm the founding editor-in-chief of Polyester and the author of Poor Little Sick Girls. And I also have a cold today. I'm very potty. It's good. Good uh, cold times, isn't it? I'm Eden. I'm the managing editor of Polyester and the co-host of this podcast. This is the Sleepover Club, a feminist pop culture podcast. We pull apart the hashtag discourse in the hope of making some sense of it all. Before we get started, please like, rate, review and subscribe. Do we have any reviews? We do, but it's our last one of this lot, so please leave us some more reviews. But this one is, you know that 100 emoji that has two lines underneath it? Yeah. It's that twice. Five stars. I love this podcast, talking about the important stuff in a lighthearted way. And then that 100 emoji again by WDog89 from Great Britain. Thank you very much. Thank you, WDog. So, what are we talking about today, Eden? We are talking about ugly being in. Which is so funny. I feel like it exists, like, it's really opposite of when we talked about skinniness, but I suppose it's kind Mm. of the same. Anyway, we'll get into it, whatever. I would also like to unofficially declare this podcast the We Were Right About Julia Fox All Along podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We stand since day one. Yeah, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. Like... I was the one that declared her the it girl. You all hated me for it. And now look. This is so true. Yeah. When when you said that, everyone was like, no, she's not. How dare you say that? And we were right. This is also coming hot off the heels of, I don't know if you saw Eden last night, Julia Fox went to the CFDA awards mm-hmm. and she had like fake grey hair. Yep. And she said it was like a love letter to ageing. So yeah. Ugly is back, supposedly. Um, do you want to talk us through the TikTok that gave us this idea, Eden? Of course. Um, so we saw a TikTok on death to stock trends. It's like a trend forecasting uh, TikTok page where they're talking about we are done with concealing our reality. The future of beauty is raw and real. After years of heavy makeup, beauty filters and beauty hacks and how to conceal features that society deems imperfect, we are in need of a dire we are in dire need of a big change. This shift was first seen in beauty TikTok with creators amplifying radical acceptance. And in the last few months, it's been picked up by runway shows and some of the most influential celebrities. 
So, yeah, it's like saying all this kind of like spots, like loads of other stuff. There was also a article on Days Beauty about how crying makeup and the rise of sad girl beauty. Do you remember like, um, I feel like the crying sad girl beauty thing has been on TikTok for like a year or something. Because mm. I remember, no, I remember the eye bag trend when people were like making their eye bags darker. Yeah. But yeah, so you put in the research that Terry Barber and also our very own beauty editor, Grace Ellington, are big proponents of this. Grace has scummy beautician in her bio. Terry Barber has the good, the bad and the ugly in his. His looks are inspired by takeaway boxes, sunburn, burnt toast, Phil Mitchell's red face and clumpy lashes, finding beauty in the grotesque. Which we love. We do. We do, we do, we do. Mm-hmm. So other examples of this, so more Julia Fox examples, which I think gets to like the meat of the issue is that so Julia Fox has obviously gone through this kind of like metamorphosis in the past like nine months yeah 11 months oh my god we're in November where Mm. it was kind of like before she was with Kanye she was like this very like pin-up girly Lana Del Rey-esque curvaceous girl I don't know muse girl and then when she got with Kanye obviously her fashion shifted but when she was with him she was obviously saying it was her and like not his influence or whatever and she has kind of continued that so Julia Fox has kind of like been going large on TikTok at the moment she makes like millions of videos a day right Mm. so at the moment her eyebrows are bleached because it's male defying ugly beauty as a form of protest against the male gaze is what you put (laughs) do you think that's true I don't know I love her but I feel like we talked about this not about bleached brows, but when we were talking about something else. Oh, God, I can't even remember. But how, like, basically bleached brows this year have become the thing that, like, girls do to look old. Like, kind mm. of like the septum piercing of 2016 or whatever. That's what bleached brows are. Yes, I mean, it's very easy, isn't it, as well, to transform yourself in minutes. She did, like, a two-minute tutorial, didn't she? She's like, this is how easy it is. But then, yeah, do you think maybe too many people are doing it? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I just don't think it's like... Also, I think there's just something in, like, of which we'll go into more. But obviously, Julia Fox is really, like, conventionally conventionally beautiful in lots mm-hmm. of ways, which is part of her thesis. But then other people, like Kendall Jenner, have done it too. And I can't think of, like, another celebrity example. But I remember when Kendall Jenner did it, and I just thought, okay, it's over. It's over. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, anything that... <laughs> once Kendall Jenner starts doing it, it's instantly not cool anymore. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, yeah, it's this kind of, like, oh, you're rejecting things. But also, like, I don't know, like, with this whole rejecting beauty through bleaching your eyebrows are eyebrows really like such a uh you know mainstay of beauty like they are something mm. that changes quite often the way in which we view eyebrows to be in fashion like obviously mm-hmm. even in just like our lifetime slash teenagehood we've had like skinny to Cara Delevingne massive ones to like soaped up ones to microbladed like there's something that changes quite a lot yeah that's very true Maybe, mo- maybe like, more than anything. But also, I feel like men don't even notice this shit. Like, yeah, they literally don't. don't notice eyebrows. Sorry, guys. <laughs> like, they're not going to look at, like, a bleached eyebrow girls and be like, oh, she's so different. Or maybe they will be. But I feel like that definitely fits in to, I think it's something that you put further down in your research. Like, to me, bleaching your eyebrows reads, and this is no read on Julia Fox, um 
a bit more as like cool girl like you're trying to conform to the cool girl vibe by being different Mm. yeah I do I do agree with that I also do agree that it's like it's a harsh look and I think men maybe won't be into it I don't know it's kind of giving like growing out your armpits during tumblr but if you're really skinny and like gorgeous and white anyway yeah then that's your like bodily rebellion Remember when uh, Emrata uh, grew out her uh, <coughs> armpit hair? No. Do you remember? She tried to do like a big like feminist statement about it. <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah, but you're like fucking Emily Ratajkowski. Like no man is going to be repulsed by you. <laughs> so speaking of Emrata, Emrata has a new podcast called High Low, which promises to provide thoughtful discourse on everything from politics, philosophy and feminism to sex, TikTok and relationships. And Julia Fox was a guest. And she said, I learned in my teens as commodity. It's not my own... I was a commodity. It's not my own power, though. It's humiliating. <clears throat> Fuck it. I want to be ugly at this point. Would that be the ultimate rebellion for a woman to not be pleasing to the eye? Because in the end, it's our bodies, but it doesn't feel like our bodies. Clean girl aesthetic is out. It's all about dirty girl and not wanting to conform. I don't get dressed with men in my head at all. I used to subconsciously submit to the male gaze. I feel you can, you can definitely see that progression. In her, I think in her yeah. yeah and maybe she spent so well because obviously she used to be like a dominatrix and stuff she spent so much of her in in the it's it's actually quite a good episode she talks about the only way that she could make money was from like male attention mm-hmm. so she said she's spent like her whole life conforming to that and realizing there is power in that and you can use your looks to get money and to get things like what you want of men I feel like now she's made it, she's a star, she's gonna, she's actively rejecting that now. Like, she's got greasy hair, she's got her, like, whole, like, vagina out, Mm. (laughs) and her looks are very intense, and, yeah, I feel like that's, men are a bit, probably a bit, like, freaked out by it. But I also think that, like, because... I don't know it's really complicated and I think we touched on this in a previous episode as well and I think because in particular like her past as a sex worker this is more of like a complicated discussion but I think when we're talking about like celebrities rejecting beauty and I think like Julia Fox is one of the most honest to do it but I think you can also be honest and not necessarily the most like well informed because like you might feel like you're embracing ugly by doing these things but ultimately, Julia Fox is like a really hot bod. Emirata has like a really hot bod, which like allows themselves this kind of like wiggle room of being ugly. Whereas like if you're fat or like if you're trans or if you're black or like not white or whatever, you have such a smaller margin of being like allowed ugliness. Like you can't turn up to work looking like shit. You can't do all of these. And also celebrity like class comes into this as well because yeah, you can't. Like there's this line in my book where I talk about how I was at like someone's birthday at a private members club once lol and then like one of the rich girls turned around to me and was like it's just such a flex looking like shit in these places and it's like only rich people are allowed to look like shit in these places because yeah. if you're not rich then you just feel like completely um what's it called what's the word like you never feel good enough anyway so why yeah. would you like give yourself more like shit to deal with do you know what I mean yeah, exactly. If you're walking around with stringy, greasy hair 
and like a weird outfit and you didn't look like Julia Fox, people are going to treat you differently. And like, I really like the idea of everyone embracing not being perfect all the time, blah, 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 blah. blah. And I understand, like, I understand in a way we're used to looking at like Hayley Bieber and like all of these people that are really perfect. And then it's refreshing to look at like Julia Fox and like whoever else, but also I would just like to see that acceptability widened out to people that are all different types of people, which just doesn't happen because as we spoke about in the skinny episode, this kind of like reemergence of unrefined beauty for some reason is also coming with like a, recall to like extreme skinniness Mm. yeah yeah no one else is getting away with this yeah exactly and on her instagram like when she said about the bleached eyebrows male defying thing she kind of like stitched a video that said if you're a woman and all the men around you like you and get along with you something's wrong with you which i agree and also i agree with her point like really big big time that you like shouldn't dress for men like I don't think I have ever dressed for men and also I feel like this maybe is indicative of her shift in particular from like a actress like or an actor girly to a fashion girly because I feel like it's much more of a fashion mindset to like dress for other fashion people or for people that you want to look at your clothes like not look at your body or like not see you as like any one thing like sexy or whatever rather than just like wearing outfits do you know what I mean yeah she's in a different world now and people are probably more likely to appreciate uh the transgressive and the grotesque and the ugly in the fashion world and she also said like on my Instagram I have 85% male and 15% femme following I'm starting to think that's why my Instagram is so toxic I barely go on and why my TikTok is safe space she added in the caption in a follow-up video she continued I also want to point out that now I don't need men to like me that is a luxury I earned by making men like me and find me desirable or interesting or attractive for so many years but I just wish we didn't have to earn the right to be ugly yeah yeah but that's that's the whole point isn't it that she spent that long and now it's like this is her like uh time to have fun right because mm. she spent um, so long conforming and obviously she's like a few years older than us like not that much older than us but grew up in like really different ways as well and i feel like we like me you people of our generation are maybe a bit less um vulnerable to this because I feel like the way that we grew up on the internet was kind of what I just said about fashion like it was trying to appeal to like lots of other people Mm. who were like us in our age bracket rather than like appeal to men or like whatever gender you're attracted well I mean men because we're talking about the male gaze here Mm -hmm. what do you think yeah I think that's true and it's probably gonna get um uh, less and less people are gonna do less and less pandering I think as time goes on as we see more people being allowed the freedom to express themselves in whatever way they want, even if that is a terrible outfit. Like, I suppose what I want is just it to be, like, actual ugliness for the sake of ugliness and not, like, going into that cool girl thing. Wait, and you should just explain the, like, gone girl, cool girl thing unless no one, in case people don't know what it is. The cool girl? Yeah. It's from Gone Girl. If you've not seen Gone Girl, it's a masterpiece. Uh, and it's basically it. about like shaping yourself and pretending you're like an individual, but you're shaping yourself for a specific type of man. So 
if he's into mall babes, you enjoy wings at Hooters. And if he's into like weird films, then you're you're also into weird films. Yeah, so then in the cool girl speech, what does she say? She's like, I watched Adam Sandler movies. I eat pizza. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Remaining a size two. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like you're, you're a appearing like an individual but you're really conforming to what this man wants you to be right so I suppose like I can just see this going down that path like I just want it to be weirder all the time do you know what I mean yeah but they only want a little bit of weird yeah because they're projecting their fantasies onto you yeah they want you to be like different enough and maybe this is where like the whole tiktok element of it comes in where it's like a thing for girls to be ugly on tiktok mm-hmm. and that's for like each other not men then maybe that's where like the break comes from but I, i'm just feeling as though time is a circle and <laughs> we did this 10 years ago <laughs> time is a flat circle <laughs> it really is <laughs> yeah i mean some of the some of the outfits the girlies are wearing on tiktok genuinely disgusting but it's cute (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry as a person that only wears black every single day i find it those like outfit of the day you all know who i'm talking about uh just like really repulsive but then but then that's (laughs) maybe because that's i'm also like catering to the male gaze yeah like this is just horrible okay so go into some of your research on the male gaze so there's one article women's greatest performance the internalized male gaze so maybe tell us a bit about that Mm -hmm. so I guess um it's yeah in that this lady Amy Grantham is talking about how you cater to the male gaze but you don't realize you're doing it so it's like the hobbies you have the songs you listen to the media you consume were all subconscious decisions that I believe would align with and please these powerful all-seeing men and then there's a quote in this that comes up all the time from The Robber Bride by Margaret Atwood, where it's like male mm. fantasies, male fantasies, everything run by male fantasies, where she's basically saying that you can pretend you're not catering to a male fantasy, but you are. And you're basically looking through the keyhole in your own head. 
So you're a woman with a man inside watching a woman. So you are your own voyeur. Which I think when, <laughs> when I saw that, like, back in the day, I was like, oh, my God, that's so true. But how, like, how are you supposed to rewire your brain? I think that's also why, like, we need to be, so- like, not soft, but, like, it's really easy to put Julia Fox on a pedestal for this because she's famous. But she's also, like, really unfiltered in a way that most celebrities are not so we're like we're kind of experiencing her thought processes in real time of this deprogramming of the male gaze or whatever which you know I think thinking on what we have been discussing in our anti-intellectualism episode and everything like this like you know we can only project so much onto her that she actually is aware of like it would be lovely if she was like if she prefaced everything by being like but I am privileged or whatever Mm -hmm. but also she is just one person do you know what I mean I think that we are putting her on a pedestal and rightly so she deserves it yeah she does (laughs) I think the problem also another problem with this is is that like what you were how we started which was by talking about the beauty industry Uh and like declaring ugly in in terms of like a beauty industry filter Uh so it's like everyone has that this is in defense of bad beauty by b beardsworth for days so Everyone has their idea of what bad beauty looks like. Maybe it's the girl who sat next to you at school with orange stripe of unblended foundation on her jaw or mascara applied in big gelatinous clumps. I love clumpy mascara, Uh by the way. Huge false eyelashes eyelashes flapping in the wind like a missing pet poster. Poorly applied, unflatteringly executed. This kind of beauty is often thought of as tacky and somewhat naive. Bad beauty can also be an artistic choice, a bold personal statement. It's beauty that goes against the grain and chooses self-expression over conventional attractiveness. Positing creativity with aggressively clashing colours, offensively clumpy lashes and obfuscating inky eyeliner that gives more raccoon than siren. Bad beauty can be transgressive, it's powerful and intimidating, eschewing the desire for conventionally prescriptive palatability for personality, authenticity and a form of expression that transcends appearance. Okay, so I suppose what I am, like, finding trouble with is this authenticity thing that goes back to, like, the everything we've been speaking about, about, like, you're basically making a choice to be ugly because a choice is a choice, like, inherently inauthentic. I don't know. Yeah, it kind of is. (laughs) Because... I feel like I'm getting really galaxy-brained on this, but... but it's because... But then it all depends... uh, It's all about the context, and it all depends on the person that it's on. Like... Right. I think when someone is doing it and they're self-aware of that I am doing this because it's ugly and I want to, like, change my appearance because I think it's transgressive. But then I think if, like, someone's, like, mum just has, like, clumpy mascara, like, that's a whole different thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like the so the attention behind the act is like kind of uh I don't know what the word is. Also, I know this isn't like the same, but I remember reading like a meme or whatever that really blew my mind about skincare and it was like, Oh, why do you think that like five years ago skincare was all about, you know, like acid cleansers and like toners blah 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 blah. but now five years on they're selling us all this stuff to like repair our barrier Mm. and like moisturize and stuff because like they're basically like selling us the cure to a problem but then they have to find another problem Mm. so in terms of beauty it's like we have this like clean girl beauty thing which is that you have to be like perfect and have like glossy skin and 
it has no blemishes mm. and you look great even if your hair is just up in a ponytail and now they're like okay well everyone's bought those products now to do that so how do we make money well we make it by selling like all this garish makeup mm-hmm. that you just put on as they are or whatever do you know what I yeah. mean the, gl- the glossier effect yeah like, exactly and I feel like we're definitely in the anti-glossier era yeah. where the kind of their makeup and their branding only really works if you kind of look good already because it's about accentuating what's already there yeah exactly and now if we're going back to that it's kind of like accentuating the bad in inverted commas mm. parts of ourselves so it's like if eyebrows shape the face or whatever get rid mm-hmm. of them if you have a spot wear a lipstick that like highlights the fact you have a spot I don't know I'm trying to but yeah I don't know I feel a bit cynical mm. I'm a cynic <laughs> you don't want to see any black <laughs> lipstick <laughs> I also think it's I don't know I also think it's like mm, yeah, it's really hard to deprogram yourself from the male gaze and I don't think everyone always gets it right. And I think one way we can get it right is just by, like, people can... I think maybe the problem of this is that people can apply that to their own face. Like, they can apply how they feel to their own face in terms of, like, they can make choices that make themselves feel ugly mm-hmm. on purpose. Mm-hmm. But then what parameters are we using to define ugly and what are you like projecting like how does restrictive beauty standards inform the ugly and you making a choice individually is one thing but then how do you still like carry this prejudice in your life I suppose yeah because everyone's interpretation of ugly is different yeah and based on these like things but I also think it it goes yeah it's like it feels kind of anti- in some ways what we were talking about last like two weeks ago about like self-love and body positivity because it's about like not accepting instead of accepting that everyone is beautiful accepting that every like that you are ugly but it should be about accepting that everyone is ugly sometimes mm. and everyone is beautiful sometimes we all have and we all days. deserve kisses <laughs> <laughs> we all have bad days but then this, I think this all ties into the male gaze because, like, I think, like, if you're, like, popping to the shops and you look like shit, you're, I feel like I still actively think about that. I'm like, oh, God, I hope I don't bump into someone. Like, whenever I go to fucking Aldi, I'll always see, like, ten people that I know. And I'm like, I literally look like shit. And it makes me so annoyed. And then it's like, why do I even care? Why do I care? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I go through, like, massive extremes. Like, I either look like like a little rat that's been dragged through a hedge backwards or I look <laughs> incredible. <laughs> yeah, so I'm exactly the yeah. same. I'm either like full everything yeah. or absolutely yeah. nothing. Full glam, hair curled, full face of makeup or like wearing like trackies and Binge yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this is also this is also the thing because it's like it's not like goblin mode or whatever we were talking about earlier this year which was also julia fox <laughs> because like julia fox and all these other girlies are literally putting in effort to look in inverted commas bad or at least like repulsive like you said like a repellent of men mm-hmm. also i think it's so interesting that like um she had that conversation with m rutter in particular because i feel like m rutter with in her divorced era is trying to emulate a lot of what Julia Fox is doing Mm. in a way. Like not in terms of like aesthetically, but like 
uh ideologically yeah. on her tiktoks yeah she's being very like no no trash mm. <laughs> do you know what i mean it's like look at you you're you're a fucking goddess yeah but maybe maybe she's just sick of it like when i was doing the research it made me think of you know when britney shaved her head because she was mm-hmm. like i'm so sick of like people touching me and, and fussing looking. over me and looking at me she's like i wanted to be disgusting or like i wanted to repulse yeah. people not repulse people but obviously she wasn't in a good place mentally either but like mm. she just got to the, her like breaking point where she was like this is the only option i have now because i cannot handle like this attention anymore yeah because i think it's really hard because i obviously like believe and understand that like a woman's worth a lot is based on their ability to be like appeasing which is kind of what julia was getting at in the whole like I did my time kind of making men attracted to me but then instead of being like well I've done this now and I've built this like I'm right or whatever so now I have the like privilege of rejecting it like where how do we get to the point where we just reject it from like much earlier on I don't think we will ever why (laughs) because I think these structures are always going to exist and everyone's going to have their own personal biases about what's beautiful and what's ugly. And you just can't help but project that onto people. Do you think that the ugly beauty trend or like the crying girl trend or like whatever will help? Um, Maybe, but then maybe it just exists in certain circles. Mm. Mm-hmm. Basically, we need to get rid of every single mirror and social media and then we'll be happy. <laughs> because, Do you think? Yeah. Because I think once you can once you can look at yourself, like I feel like I'd start looking at myself in puddles, though, like <laughs> car windows, like <laughs> yeah. But I just think like you just can't. I don't know. This is not a very hopeful note to end on, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's like I think you know uh one of those articles that we referenced says like being aware is the first step Mm -hmm. I do think that's true but it's kind of that thing where like because it's all around you all the time it's this such conscious thing of undoing it and undoing it and not just undoing it in yourself but undoing it in how you view others Mm -hmm. and I think it's the view others part of this that we're like missing at the moment because it's like easy and hard in different ways to reject the beauty of your Mm -hmm. own but it's much easier to keep casting judgment on everyone else about if they're beautiful or exactly. not. But how how do we stop that? You just be nice and kind. Hashtag <laughs> no. be kind. Be kind. No, I think it's just that, like, confront your own internal biases because if you're looking at someone and thinking, like, for example, yeah, like, someone with clumpy mascara mm. or, like, a bad streak or whatever, it's like... Why does that make you flinch? It makes you flinch because you'd be uncomfortable if you looked like that. So time to strip back those layers as opposed to just like letting your feral mind run loose. Yeah, but it's hard. It is hard, Mm. but I think we'll get there though. Even if you don't. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck it, just leave you behind. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can stay. You can stay where you are. You can stay being sad when you go to Aldi. This thing, it's like, why do I even care? I, <laughs> I care too, I get it. I always think this about like, and I think I might have said this on the pod before, but I always think this, like when you wear the same clothes all the time and then you're like, oh God, everyone's going to judge me. But then no one remembers what you're wearing. Because like, I don't know yeah. what anyone else is wearing. So no. I think we're so self-obsessed with what other people think of us. But in reality, 
people probably don't think about us that much. People aren't thinking of us. I totally agree. Yeah. But we're all so we're all thinking that everyone is like judging us. Yeah. But I don't think that people think about us that much. I don't know. Just judge yourself yeah. about how you think of other <laughs> people, not yourself in how you look. <laughs> okay, we are at the end. Mm-hmm. Let us know what you think. Thank you, Jen. Thank you. Thank you, Olivia, for editing. Thank you to Gina and Gina, to Charlotte and Izzy and Grace and Hattie. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.